Al Gore and Hank Hill. I think maybe a little. Is bit. welcome to Caliendo cast, of course. Uh, Scott Long, John Homer, Frank Caliendo, and we're just discussing my work on Nick Saban, the impression, and it's somewhere between Hank Hill, maybe, and uh, well, Hank Hill's definitely an Al Gore. Swear to God, Bobby, that kind of thing, and Don't then run for it, Bobby. What's wrong with you? And then at the Al Gore comes in just a little while, just a little bit, just a little. And combo them up a little. It's, it's a little. We have to figure out the word two. We two. have to two two two. We're, we're going to be the boring Zabin twins. <laughs> two. See, we have to figure out how many in your out. party. Two. two. <laughs> That's the whole bit. And then ab- <laughs> about ten seconds in, you got to snap though, because yeah. every time they ever play a press conference of his, he's in that boring mode. You know, he learned from Belichick, but then. He seems to be manic depressive during the whole time where he yes, could. Yes, that's well, that, I bite, bite down. I bite down on my teeth, like on my eye tooth and a bottom tooth that I don't have the name for yet. Yeah. And it's just, it's it, it's us. We'll play anyone anywhere as long as it's in Atlanta. That's like, <laughs> like we'll play anyone, and and then it starts turning to uh, Pat Pat Mahomes. It becomes that Muppet voice it's kind of a Muppet thing. I love Pat Mahomes. <laughs> I'm gonna throw for six thousand yards. <laughs> <laughs> so uh listen scott you missed out on some greatness on purpose we didn't let you know about it uh awesome we well first of all i've been doing some interviews some people coming through town through phoenix we're going to be uh, releasing those as the shows go on because our idea here on the caliendo cast is to always start out with some pop culture and then uh when we're all together go off on a sports tangent a lot of the time, we may go on. Uh, I may go on a nerding tangent with some other people and stuff like that. But as of right now, uh, the main cast is the sports cast. But a couple interviews I did this week. Uh, one of them was with John as well because that was the one he cared the most about. Ugh. But the first one that I did was with uh, Dan Cummins, who you had introduced me to years ago, um, and told me about. Actually, I, I didn't meet him until he actually came in here, and he was fantastic. He's got the Time Suck podcast, and I listened to some of that. And I was like, "Holy cow, this is it's awesome!" Really, good. I don't like any podcasts, including this one. Yeah, right. Uh, but Time no. Suck is one I actually sit through sometimes, and I'm like, "God, that's okay. yeah." Dan Cummins has that darkness. That's kind of what I, what I gravitate to. He's got this odd, friendly, dark humor, and it is just he's just great. He can tosh it up. It's that you yeah. Know, it's that it's that say something awful smile. Yeah, and he's got the look like. I'm yeah. non-threatening, although I will do it. Yes, I will stab yeah, you. I will but do you'll, it. I'll smile while I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah. But he, I also realize his cadence, and I talk about this with him a little bit, is kind of Jim Romish. And it didn't start out that way when I listened to huh. some of the older ones. But he's got it. He starts going into a little bit of this kind of thing. Yeah. And it's just like you took Jim Rome, and in the old school, like we're talking about Perry Mason before the show, you put him on a 45 record, <laughs> sped him up just a little bit. I love that John and I are in the same Year. year. We're in a time machine. Well, it wasn't a year. You were maybe in a year, but I was doing the 45 record <laughs> yeah, instead of a 33. Yeah. So how did you meet Cummins? Just uh, quickly, don't okay. take too much no, time, I, like your picks. You know, like uh, the first three minutes, I never get to talk. So thank you. <laughs> well, you're not- three minutes. That's the first time I ever got to talk in the first three. I feel like I'm doing Ken's bit now. So I'm sorry. Oh, Ken, uh, Ken, Ken will be here next week. Good. My point, because I feel like I'm the whipping boy if Ken's not here. And I, you know, because you guys, you know, are together. You are, you know, like each other. Jelly. That's right. You know, yeah. I kind of like the Cummins. I don't even care if you're talking anymore. 
Ha! Dan Cummins. Kind of crazy that you're trying to speak over me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Smash you in the face. He does a podcast by himself, like Jim Rohn. And I think that's part of it also. When you're just by yourself, you have to rant away. I met Dan Cummins. In comedy, there's a famous like hell tour called the Tribble Runs. And Tribble uh, comedy runs, they're one-night gigs that you do in Montana, Idaho, and they have like nine hours in between. They're just the worst. Yeah, there's a trouble so, with Tribble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go, yeah. Go on. <laughs> that was your, you love so, when your audience goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's most of my show. Great. <laughs> so you're like in Butte one night, and then the next night you're in Idaho Falls. Okay, so I show up the first night. I'm in Montana at the college. I think it's Bozeman. And uh, I meet this young kid who's like a year out of Gonzaga and he seems like a nice kid and it's all college students. And I do really well with college students. Then I was like 35 and he gets up and he's playing guitar (laughs) and he's like young Stephen Lynch up there. And he is crushing it in front of these college students who are the same age as him. Oh man. And I'm like, this is going to be a rough week. Okay. <laughs> Cause you got to follow him. He's you know, it's, it's, yeah. like Van Halen was famous for, they, they would put up the crappiest opening acts to make them look better. <laughs> and uh, so th- that's okay. So the first night that happens, I meet him. He's a super nice guy. He's from a town of like 3000 people. That's very isolated in Idaho. That's part of where his darkness comes. So the next night, it's more of a gig by um, uh, one of the national parks, and it's a lot of tourists, and they're like in their 40s, and he eats his balls. <laughs> and uh, the point is, when you're 23 and you're playing guitar and you're doing parody songs, um, it kicks butt with your age, but it doesn't right, translate doesn't resonate, with that right. age. So yeah, because he needed to be just doing like "Hang on, Sloopy" yeah. uh, parodies right. or something right. like that. Oh yeah, because yeah, they're like sixty at uh, you know Glacier National there. So. Let me ask you this: What was worse, the triple run or the bit I tried to stuff in with the Shatner? <laughs> yeah. What was what was more disgusting? You'd rather riding a bus for nine hours to somewhere in Idaho to do comedy or listen to Frank or Park. hear this <laughs> for hours on end. Uh, per second, yours was much worse, but <laughs> nine hours. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And moving on, now, there's something else that caught my attention. It had to do with Leonardo da Vinci, not Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> what? Uh, no, I'm just doing I'm just doing. <laughs> Dan Cummins on helium. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, also had the Smash Brothers and Corey and Chad. A lot of these guests are coming because of John Holmberg being it's true. a huge uh, <laughs> man of the town in Phoenix and uh, now everywhere as part of this podcast. Um, yeah, everybody comes on the show. We have uh, Cummins was on with Joe Coy last Friday on my radio show, uh, and uh, awesome. It was unbelievable. Oh. I mean, the th- the, those two together were great. He had just done Coy's podcast, and we had Corey and Chad. It was just a great week. And then, of course, uh, the big one that we sat with on Saturday. Uh, that that was unbelievable. The uh, spending two hours. With John Lovitz after planning for maybe 45, and all we did was talk like him. It's impossible <laughs> not to. The entire show. And then we saw him after, and it continued there. It couldn't get any better unless you were being stabbed in the eyes. Are you jealous yet, Scott? 
The best part, he was so much fun. I loved him so much because comedically he's an idol, a genius, uh, incredible character, great actor, uh, and comedic timing, unbelievable. But we were in the dressing room with him after the show, just hanging out, uh, John and Megan, me and Michelle, and a couple of John's friends, uh, Holmberg's friends. And we're just sitting there, and we, I, I say it's time to go. And <laughs> he walked over to the door, and it was like Kathy Bates in misery. Yeah. He did not want no. us to leave. It was He punched the lock and turned around. <laughs> and it was like 45 seconds of just looking around the room like, and I guess, you're not going anyway. <laughs> it was amazing. It was, he was awesome. He was Everybody's awesome. going to well, have fun. Frank, can I, can, I'm going to ask you a question about Lovitz because my guess is the greatest like comedy show that influenced you had to be Saturday Night Live when he was on and Carvey and Hartman. Yes. I mean, weren't those your guys? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, Carvey was, I actually texted Carvey to try and get him to talk to Lovitz. I don't know. I, I don't know if he, Hol, Holmberg here did uh, in the end. Uh, you what? talked to John to get, oh, him, yeah, to yeah, 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 get yeah. him over here. And uh, so th- he and he just started out. He started out doing kind of normal interview and having fun. And then Michelle came in to play with his dog Jerry that he brings over here. And Jerry was eating a marker. And then Lovitz just—it was a, a comedic genius, uh, like a playground of comedic genius. Yeah. It was unbelievable. He just started going like John and I, Holmberg and I, both felt like we were Johnny Carson, and he was just entertaining us. It was yeah. Jonathan Winters, old school, on the Tonight Show. And we were just an audience. We were, yeah. and, and and the awe part of audience was completely what yeah. it was because we couldn't. We were just having fun, and he didn't. He wouldn't. He did this to John on his radio show too. He just wouldn't end the he show. He won't leave. He won't leave. And the, and the amazing part is, I remember Carson said that years ago. It's like sometimes you feel like you're not doing enough as a host when a guest is killing, and you gotta let him do it. And some hosts always want to step in and play along. Uh, but when it's when it's that great moment, there's no shame just sliding into the audience, and that's exactly. I think that's exactly what both of us did. It was and, pretty amazing. And I had to learn about that, and I learned in that interview uh, what just happened. Scott just Scott left. Just left. The story. He's left the podcast. He's he Ken Brown. We talked about uh, the uh, Dan Cummins podcast. He's had enough. He turned it on. He's had enough. No, my, my my child uh, left their phone in the room. Oh. And I just heard it. Go oh, that's what that. Uh, I felt very unprofessional. Sound almost oh. exactly the same as when Frank's wife ruined my segment. <laughs> Not, and didn't my phone go off in that yep, too? Yep. Yeah. It was. It was. It started fine, but then it just turned. It turned a corner and it went crazy. Once gonna, she gonna she came in on hands and knees wow. to play with the dog. She's well trained. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> it was Lovitz. I asked him, I'm like, are you mad or is, is this just you going off? He was like, both. <laughs> and it kind of was like, he was like, this is ridiculous. But at the same time, it was like, time to have fun. Yeah, he was great. That's it. I wish I'd have asked him about Maurice LaMarche a little bit. Oh. Uh, who's probably maybe the greatest impressionist of all time. He yeah. did the critic with him. And, uh, but that's next time. Next He's time. the best voice guy. Ever. Yeah. Maybe not. How about when you do Daryl Hammond when you actually we talk uh, about him? Uh, that yeah, would be. You say, we're, we we got to get to some of this other stuff. You, I, I was going to bring up the Hammond story. I'm not sure if we should have, but I think we'll just we'll hold off on that. You all right with that? You want to know? Yeah. But Hammond got- Hammond needs to be the constant tease on this podcast. Yeah. It is <laughs> it is a great story, and it would take up the entire. I did I did my Rome. Now it's a great story. It's going to change everything. Cummins. I'm Dan Rome. Cummins, and this Cummins is in Rome. Cummins in Rome. <laughs> Which sounds like something <laughs> yeah. really dirty. Yeah. When in Rome, Cummins. 
Done. <laughs> Ooh, yes, great, fantastic. But the uh, the that story is going to be. Uh, it's, it's. We'll never tell the Hammond story. It'll 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 wreck too much of it. Of all the rest of the show, like if you've got something planned out, that's it's gonna, like Matt Damon on Kimmel, exactly. that kind of a thing. It's going to take over. Has anybody else done something like that? Like where they just keep teasing the guest that never shows up, or they keep saying they're going I, yeah, to? I, I feel like that's original. I, I really like that. Yeah, I, I, mean, well, I mean, we need to keep teasing it because it's so good, and if it doesn't have its own air to breathe, if you're trying to get out of it, or there's something that bumped into it and you're trying to hurry through it, it won't be any good. It's, yeah. it's, it's, no, that's going to have its own great thing. story. Okay. The, oh, that was a pretty good Saban. <laughs> Saban. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now it is. It's getting. Gonna it's get getting I can only do single. It's like you with your Chris Collinsworth. They're getting a lot of people that want to hear more Look, Collinsworth. I, oh, I love Chris Collinsworth. I watched Please Monday more. and I'm like, mm, well, well then, Al, I just I don't. That's all I got. Al, <laughs> that is right fantastic. Well, that's all you have to say is I say the word ball. <laughs> I remember seeing Dan Cummins on the triple run eating his balls. <laughs> this guy is unbelievable. That's even better than it was. I know. That's I'm working fa- on it. Oh, it's fantastic. I, I can't get it when he's not growling though. You don't, but you don't have to. I know, you don't I know. ever need yeah. it. When I learned to do the JB impression, James Brown, yeah. I listened to him talking about Otto Graham. Well, he was doing l- like a eulogy for Otto Graham on the NFL on Fox, and I it was I, he had a, you know everybody has a couple different voices. Yeah. I don't think you need it, and, and if you get the oh, different levels to get of the it, second one, yeah, yeah. but I have, that's too <laughs> right now. That's all I got, Al. <laughs> And that's it. And it's all <laughs> you're going to need because I can fill the time. <laughs> if you say so. You know, in Vegas right now, uh, this is something they I can legally say yeah. now. <laughs> you know the good thing about the, the one my the, battery. I'm discovering about Collinsworth is he he runs it like he doesn't want to say anything, so he just says the guy's name and goes, <laughs> <laughs> Khalil Mack, <laughs> <laughs> and that's his whole commentary. I mean. <laughs> That's he's, it. and he's and when he gets that rumble and he yeah. gets he gets an excitement he doesn't get to Tony Romo excitement no Romo is so I've been yeah. I've been trying to figure him out too and that Romo's like can you believe yeah, yeah he turns into a kid oh it's yeah. that's what makes him so much fun all right sorry uh, Antonio Brown skip him it's back to school please. Yeah, back to, back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, I'll tell you. <laughs> hey, who's this young man? What's, what's he going to do? Is he going to run track or something? Hey, oh, what's wrong with your feet, huh? Gonna you got a free ball of soup with those feet or what? Diving team, he's going to be. He's going to do everything that Mellon tells him to do on Back to School 2 with Antonio. <laughs> Business in Bowman. Wait, maybe they'll get Jackie Mason for it instead? What the boys are boys to do? Am I Bernie Sanders? What am I talking about right now? Oh, God. Take a look at this. It's probably going to be better than the first one. Did you catch that Antonio was in English 323, but you've read some of his tweets and thought, mm, English second grade, probably a better start? I don't know. I, I yeah, yeah. I don't know how he goes back to school. And that really says a lot about Central Michigan because they, they just put him right back in the big classes. <laughs> you played there before, right, Frank? Central Michigan. It's, uh, uh, yeah, I played there years and years ago. Uh, part of the triple run? In between triple runs. <laughs> yeah. I, I it's think a you guys Yoder did run, in, actually. Did you do it 12 parsecs? I remember it's doing the Yoder it. Yoder run. Fantastic. The triple run? Incredible. 12 parsecs? <laughs> it's That's Mount where Ken Pleasant, would be right Michigan. on it. Yeah. What was your uh, point about Central and Michigan? Dan Marley. Dan Marley went to Central Michigan, yeah, too. Yeah, he was a Chippewa, right? That's where that is. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. Mount Pleasant, Michigan. That's right. Yeah, it's. I've never been up there. I hear it's an amazing place, but it's a party school, it's right? Not, it's, it not, is, it's, it's not. It's not. Okay, is. never mind. Okay, it's not guys. an amazing place at all. 
Michigan's a beautiful state, and that's like one of the few places it's not. And uh, <laughs> but um, you know, it's like most uh, Michigans of the '90s and the uh, 2000s, where all the action happened at the Holiday Inn oh, uh, wow. Lounge. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. Now that we're done with Michigan geography. That's not it. It's close. It's get, it's, it's, it's so, going in. I don't you're you're going to get it. As soon uh, no. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Saban, I mean. <laughs> this guy. All right. Now, Al Michaels at the height of ecstasy. <laughs> Do you believe in miracles? Yes. <laughs> What I did you just do? I don't know. Al Michaels climaxing? No. No. <laughs> what is the height of ecstasy to you? Uh, 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 an unbelievable throw by Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I thought it was like he'd learned he could soar. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. I can fly. This guy just took off right out of the booth. He's gone. I am envious of your Collins. <laughs> well, we're now. It's okay. fantastic. It's easy. You'll get it, it is fantastic, Thank John. You. And Thank every you. time I hear it, I feel like Collinsworth is in the booth naked playing bongos <laughs> while he's doing the uh, the game. Because well, you know, there's just enough the McConaughey now, in it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got, it does have a little McConaughey. All right, all oh, right, all right. I believe. Yeah. I believe there are. I drive a Lincoln. I so. drive one as well. <laughs> I've been out of breath for 25 years now. I mean, that new Navigator. <laughs> it, it it's good. It's That's good. all I can say. All Sorry, right. go ahead. No, I don't know. Is that it? That was our Antonio That's Brown the- segment. <laughs> and now Lou Holtz recapping. <laughs> don't get started on the Holtz. Lou Holtz that and Al Michaels just making sounds together. Here's the thing we'll have to do. We'll tell the Daryl Hammond story as... Lou Holtz. Yeah. All, all of us. So what we do is I got it on the gut. We just were at the top of the stairs. Couldn't believe what we'd but, seen. We're just talking to each other. Then Daryl Hammond comes up. We thought we'd be friends. Turns out he wanted to hit me. The city want to be part of it at all. I had to question whether or not he knew the, what Jesus would have done in that moment because he clearly wasn't being Christian. I just believed that Jesus had what you think he'd come back. No, he did it. We stayed for the show, though. Really did. Nah, 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 nah. That's an SOS right there. How much better would the movie Rudy have been if the coach would have been Lou Holtz? <laughs> I don't think anyone caught that you just Morse code. <laughs> Lou Holtz. My grandpa was in World War II taught me that. I love that you picked up all this. You're a genius. That's fantastic. Uh, I don't know if anybody's going to like that as much as me. But no. Luke Holtz losing it and then just speaking in Morse code is my favorite the thing. The only thing I know. I'll tell you what, that's my favorite <laughs> uh, That is great. It really is mind-blowing <laughs> what's happening here on the podcast. And we're already 20 minutes in, haven't talked any sports, and why would we? Yeah, there isn't any. It's all, like WWE again, like we talked about. How fast will Antonio Brown uh, sign in with the XFL when the semester's over? seriously it's going to happen he has built the xfl and like i said five weeks ago four weeks ago whenever this all started 
I think it's all going that direction. Wait I second. would not be surprised. Wait a second. Are you Mc... changing theory? I think this I... is not a Patriots theory. <laughs> no, it's this now is a Vince actually... McMahon theory. This is a Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon will give him $25 million to be the face of that league. Vince McMahon just outsmarted Bill Belichick and the NFL. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Wouldn't, this None of this surprises me. I saw it coming, but nobody <laughs> understood what I was saying. I was like, they just thought I was just standing. Do you remember the uh, Scooby-Doo where – was there something being pumped in through the vents here? Is there the uh, Scooby-Doo episode with Jerry Reed? I don't know if I can pull it off, but I do a good Jerry Reed when it's in my head, and I don't. I don't know. Oh, if I have. I've got that? a good Jerry Reed impression. Uh, you got an impression? Oh, okay. So when no, Jerry Reed was on Scooby Doo, uh, there was somebody uh, trying to give him clues, <laughs> and it was through Morse code, and, and like somebody's knocking, and then Shaggy's like, "Like, tell him we're gonna do this, Scoob," and he goes, "I can't do it. I can only read it, boy." And I'm like, wait a minute. You can't not know both sides of Morse code. Like, I can't do it. I can only read it, boy. And I'm like, wow, that's the weirdest thing ever. Let's go sing a song. Fred, follow me. And he'd wander <laughs> off the other side. I'm like, what just happened? Well, that's There's the someone ju- trapped under that floor. They know Morse code. He knows it, too, except for he can't talk back. It's like I can understand English, but speaking. <laughs> crazy talk. Well, maybe that's the brilliance of the, yeah. the joke there. They had, the joke was on us. I think they were just out of time. Just out of yeah, time. Didn't have there time was to... also they had arms from some of the other uh, Hanna Barbera cartoons just placed in there. <laughs> like every once in a while, you'll see somebody's arm from a different show in there. They're like, "Let's." That's different animation for those of you right. young people where they're using computer generated graphics. This is when they were using a pencil. Yeah, when they used to try with their hands. Yeah, we got to get out of here, boys. This is crazy talk. So I'm on spring break uh, in college. And I go down to Florida. This is the late 80s. And uh, in, uh, in the hotel bar, actually, since I brought it up earlier, um, <laughs> there was a Jerry Reed tribute act, which I didn't know that there was that much of a, a money-making opportunity. But I guess in northern Florida, uh, Jerry Reed was still so popular that he would the guy would do Amos Moses and a couple other ones. And a lot of younger people got to look it up. Actually, John's impression was amazing. Thank you. Uh, like four percent of the audience enjoyed it. <laughs> right. and, I know you're shooting high, Scott. There's no way. Yeah, but it was good. But that just you know, it, I I'm trying to think. We live now in a world where everyone consumes the same stuff because everybody's got streaming services, and there's not really a a regional thing. But man, it was strong then. You know, yeah. it was like. Now everybody's either got Spotify or they got their Amazon Music, and you turn it on, and everybody listens to the same thing. But at the time, there was you know these different regions. Now in in Arizona, in the eighties and nineties, was there a band that was? I mean, Gin Blossoms. Yeah, the Gin Blossoms was the only one that came out of that. And then uh, going back to Hank Hilligan. the refreshments who turned into Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, who just became Roger Klein, did the theme to King of the Hill. And they had a couple hits. And you're like, oh, here we go. They had one song. Yeah, yeah. But it, they started like, here. They were huge. And he still plays around here. But, yeah, Arizona's always been kind of lacking in that it came from Arizona thing. We've never had it. and it's There's weird. some Native American tunes that are. Yeah, they can go back to their own country, Frank. I'm talking about Phoenix. <laughs> No, I, uh, I just, it, we never really had anything. <laughs> some of the oh, Odom Tosh, they have some neat stuff, but nobody knows it. Including me. Yeah. It's a tribe. The former host. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, so uh, here, here's where I wanted to start in the NFL stuff. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, watching him, I think he – I was I was not on the Lamar Jackson train, and now I am. He but, can't throw. Uh, you know, he's, he's much it's better. better, but they're, it's just, they're putting he's a gold jacket. second year. I know, they're putting a gold jacket on him and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I don't, have okay, I, I'm, not, I'm not into that, but yeah. he is literally he's mad. playing flag football yeah, out he there. Is. He did that spin move where he goes to one side, spins – and goes the opposite direction, and it looked like a it looked like a basketball yep. uh, crossover, like a double crossover. Yeah. The one move. by the goal line, yeah. You see the one earlier, right around the thirty, where he's running, and two defensive linemen are in front of him, and he stops and takes a step back, and a guy just kind of it was like he's playing badminton, and the wind got it, <laughs> and he just kind of stops and stumbles and falls down, and I'm like, he just made a man fall, and nobody touched him, and it was crazy. Like his moves are unreal. I think he gets figured out with one good pop. That's the danger. Really? Well, I, because it's very Robert Griffin. He was the same way. They still uh, haven't played a good defense. And they haven't played a defense. I agree. I'm not right. sold I mean, on the really Ravens haven't. at all. Well, yeah, but they, uh, people were going on that Baltimore-Kansas City thing, and you're 100% right. They you, they haven't played a defense, and they're going, they, he put up 28 points against Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas Everybody City. Right. That's, that's not – even though he's neck and neck with them, they're not a real defense. That's no. their flaw. They're such, they're a great offense, and Mahomes seems to be missing some throws right now. Yeah. Oh, and he gets going. He's on pace for six thousand. I think Lamar Jackson reminds me very much of when Michael Vick first got in the league, and nobody had ever seen somebody run like that and do the things to defensive backs and linebackers that he was doing. But M- Michael Vick could, especially with Atlanta, his throwing. He was throwing a P. That thing was zipping out of his hands. He was putting it right in places. I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to ever have that touch. Like, the difference between throwing and passing, I don't think he's got that. Uh, if somebody's wide open downfield, he'll hit it. But I don't think he can place a ball yet. But his his skills running are know, he borderline seems, unmatched. He seems so much better than he did last oh, sure. year. And I still think it's a few years in the league that it takes for people to start, for quarterbacks to really – Right now, some some get there earlier, but you know, a guy who comes into it as a quarterback ready to play—that's yeah. not that often. And when you're an athletic quarterback who's gotten around it by running in college right. all the time, and you didn't have to do—I mean, that's the thing. When you're that athletic and you're yeah. just better than everybody, I've I've seen it. It's almost like kids playing flag football. When right. they're ten, the kid is unbelievable. But he just went through puberty already right. at 10, and now at 11, 12, 13, 14, the kid's not even starting in high school anymore, right. and everybody projected him to be the first pick in the draft in the NFL as an 11-year-old. Right. So I, I don't think you could tell. That's the, that's the other thing that's been really driving me crazy with the, the sports shows that I do watch is the the constant – we know everything that's good, like you said, with the gold jackets yeah. or the failures. Like people saying after three games of this season yeah. that Baker Mayfield can't play at all. No, it's I, well, I and last year tell. when they're like he's the best quarterback the Browns have maybe ever had. I'm like, good lord, you guys, he, he's having a decent start because nobody is is keying on him. And we'll see when the tape comes out. I think Baker Mayfield is good. I don't think he's. I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield. He needs a good. better line because he's not fat. If you watch when he when he. Uh, Tries to get away from tackle when he gets outside the pocket. Yeah. Do you see what direction he goes? No, backwards. Backwards. Yeah. Because he's not fast yeah. enough to go to hit the outside. Right. The guys who can hit the outside are the Lamar Jacksons yep. and guys like that. And uh, Daniel Jones, which I didn't yep. even know he was he that athletic. Fly. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
but that's the problem for Baker Mayfield is he's on a, a you know he's he's got a, a, a what's it called when you get the the on defense when you cut the the, the line where you cut him off. Um, Line of scrimmage? What are you talking? About? No, 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 no. When you when you make a direct line of pursuit, oh, a line oh, of pursuit, oh, like it. he's almost got like this direct line of pursuit away from the pursuit. Yeah. But they cut him off. They can run circles around him and then tackle him. Yeah. And they just wait for him to go back even further and uh, just take more of a loss. But if you're a fan of that team, it's fun to watch, Scott. Yeah. You, you like you as you gamble on football and you get that as this as the season progresses and like you said, they start seeing defenses that are quality, like they did when the Chargers played them last year. And he was running all over everybody because they knew this is the skill we, that he's got with that can't be coached. Somebody figured it out. There's going to be a guy on the other yeah. side. And, that, and those types of quarterbacks that can't throw, that aren't a threat really yet, maybe someday, but not yet, uh, running, eventually somebody's going to have that mirror image across the line that's going to be like, don't worry about it, I got him. Well, this, this, you know, you're talking about those two quarterbacks. Um, they play this week. Yeah, the the Ravens are the the Browns play at the Ravens, and uh, I know this is hard for you to deal with, John, <laughs> but the Steelers do not look like they're even part of the no. playoff race at this oh, point. No. They don't even look we like know, they're in the league. No, they're not, they're not in no. the playoff race. No, I, no, I, I admitted that before, but and, I, and, it could be. And then the Bengals aren't either. So this is a this is a huge game you know what's early the, in the season and it's off the board which i don't even know in regards to the point spread i don't know why it's off the board but huh. it's off the board That's strange. so yeah it is kind of strange because i don't think usually it's only off the board if there's a pending injury or one something? of the quarterbacks hurt yeah, yeah huh. i mean that usually one of the two but i i don't think either one of them are hurt but i guess i would say when it comes to running quarterbacks there have been short successes in the NFL. Vince Young was the rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, RG3 was the rookie of the year. Yeah. And, you know, by year three, those guys aren't even starting. You just get the hell beat out of you. The NFL, I don't care how fast you are. And he has made more improvement, I think, than anyone in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, I agree. I think he's made some great throws. But ultimately – I think the Ravens have just kind of looked at it. There's a new thing in the NFL, and that is with the salary cap. How about we run through this quarterback for four years, try to get the most of we can while they're only making right. like $3 million a year, and if we have to start over again after those four years, we can pay the other players. Right. And I think that's a new model in the NFL. I think a lot of teams are considering it. You know, That's why the Bears have such a good – uh, the rest of the team around Trubisky. Trubisky was the second pick in the draft, but he doesn't make that much money right. uh, because the new it's there's no Sam Bradford's that made a ton of money. They redid. He's not the a cap. Still. He's not a cap hit at all. No. So there, there's a real different kind of point of view on the NFL, and that's why all these quarterbacks are playing so yeah. early, and it helps the rest of your team around because you're paying Aaron Rodgers thirty three million. You're paying right. Russell Wilson thirty three million. Um, so well, I mean, the reason Lamar Jackson is playing is because Joe Flacco was twenty-seven million dollars, and it's like, well, why? Ugh, you know, so they had to go get so other players. Bad. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's got nothing. But back I mean, to what you were saying about like people jumping the gun and, and not sitting, you know, you know, throw a little uh, magic fairy dust on my Steelers. For, uh, three plays different, and they're two and one, and people are like, oh my god, this is amazing. They literally are three plays away from beating the Seahawks. And 49ers. Now, they didn't because they're not – They don't have half their team from well, last year. Yeah, and they don't away. know how to win yet. 
It's a group of young players that just don't. The young get kids it. at the NFL, I still think too, is a. It's more of a veteran league. And yeah, they they, you get these young guys in, and they might have a burst for a while, but after a while, like you were saying, they get figured out. They get figured out. Yep. And then the coaches, coaching is so important, huge in the NFL. Like I think that's the problem with the Browns. I don't think Freddie Kitchens. He proved. Is there an no. S at the end there or no? Freddie Kitchen or Kitchens. Is he plural? Well, I think it's kitchens. Yeah, looking at him, it's kitchens. It's multiple. There are a <laughs> lot of kitchens. He visits. It's buffet, really. Bear coal. Yeah, it's bear, bear coal. Drinking his water. Glug, glug. He was chewing gum slowly, yeah. too. He was the anti-Ditka. It's just... <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he may be the problem, uh, but you're going to see a lot of diva behavior there, and you're seeing that in a lot of areas. I think there's a... I think, you know, if the Chiefs get one more defensive player, you can start counting them into that one-two horse race in the AFC. Until then, who else? The uh, Patriots. I mean, that's it. It's the Patriots. That's and, it. Oh, so you're saying it's the Patriots unless they get another... If defense. the Chiefs get Jalen Ramsey, that is the only thing that changes that defense into something. Well, they get a shutdown corner, it'll bring everybody's game up. Because they got a lot of talent, they just don't have that guy. Right. And if they get I one agree, dude, they get one dude that changes everything. Yeah, you can't. They they can't stop. They will not stop the Patriots in Foxborough without attitude and a whole side of the defense shut down. That's it. That's the only way they win. Otherwise, it's a without injury. It's a walk. And in the Gronk's park. coming back. And Gronk will be back week with general. Antonio Brown in the NFL. <laughs> right. No, that'd be interesting. I would actually buy tickets to something like that. You think so? Yeah, because I want to see the the crowd fights. Really, is all. That's that's what's going to happen in the XFL. It's going to be a bunch of just yahoos that are being trained by the off days to act like idiots. <laughs> it's the apologists for the terrible behavior. That's who's going to dig into this league. You think, you yeah. think they'll be steel chairs? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> well, I do think that a microphone on the field, and every time they want to, like when the play's over and they're like, hold on a second, they go and pick it up. Look here, brother, that hit on me. And they just do this huge script in the middle. And it's like, oh, this is great. And then they play a little football. And then they get <laughs> football up. Football secondary yeah. of course, to the that's, drama. That's where we're going. Well, that, they would have some issues, though, don't you think, in the XFL with people believing that the, the whole game, the games are scripted. Like, that's going to be, like, I guess it's not any different. Uh, than the, the NFL, NFL doesn't to seem too different right now <laughs> for the last 15, 20 years. You know, we had those tapes, but there's no reason for anyone else to see them again. So I, as commissioner, destroyed them. The Patriots are champions. It's like, what? You destroyed the evidence? You just described Roger Goodell yeah. as Donald Trump. Listen, yeah. there was <laughs> what I did was I'm just getting rid of it. I did exactly it. That's what it was. No, I didn't. Yes, I didn't. Which is it? <laughs> yes, I didn't. Yes, I didn't. Come that's on. His, that's his campaign slogan for 2020. Yeah. Yes, I love I that. Yes, didn't. I didn't. True or false? Charles, Frul, <laughs> whatever. You're the fool, and I'm a winner. Yes, yeah. I did in 2020. Uh, you know, as you know, I'm not a political person, but some of the stuff in the last week that he's done awesome. is just like, it's just. And you see Giuliani the other night? Uh. Go on TV and they're like, did you order that thing in the Ukraine? Well, there's two things you need to hear about this. First off, no, I didn't do that. That's crazy talk. And second, yes, I did exactly. <laughs> and if it's you like heard- a Mel Brooks. He's like a Mel Brooks character. Yep. G- you got to remember, though, that I stopped 9-11. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Maybe not. Next question. You know, 
You know, they need to bring the ghost of Harvey Corman back with Giuliani, and then I would love everything. I'll do it. I'm a it. tremendous straight man. I'm an incredible straight man, and he'll say something, and I will yeah. laugh the entire time. Say something funny. Do just, something funny. Well, right. just to let you know that Ukraine is my idea, but I also did not do that. So I did it, but then I tell you right now that you have no evidence against this. I didn't do anything. So, And I stood on that side, and I stopped 9-11. I'm stabbing myself with a pen right now. A gold pen. <laughs> It's uh, Giuliani, Trump, Corman, Conway. <laughs> We're going to do all the great bits that Conway and Corman did in Reno. We'll be at the Caesars. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> I'm going. I'm coming in to see the dentist. I am uh, Mrs. Terwilliger has called me in, and now I'm the old man. So I'm going to walk real slow. <laughs> <laughs> this is great stuff. <laughs> Timely. Oh, who cares? I don't. We'll bring it back. It'll of be course. genius on YouTube. All right. Uh... Do you think that the, I want to get into this too? I, I brought this up. Sorry, I'm going to start hosting. No, I love it. Jalen Ramsey uh, doing exactly what Antonio Brown did by calling in sick all week as well is the new trend in the NFL predicted here on the Frank Podcast Caliendo podcast. I don't know what we call this thing. Uh, so, um, because Holmberg it, Incorporated. I like it. So, I like that a lot. Al. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm Harvey uh, look, Corman now. If you want to name your podcast after me, okay. <laughs> it's better. I know. All right, so, uh, it is. But Jalen Ramsey is not getting the heat for being the horrible jerk to try to get out of his deal with the Jaguars that Antonio Brown was because obviously he's not that person. But this is a trend. The dude in Washington, uh, the guy in Dallas, and now Jalen Ramsey on top of Antonio Brown. We've got a trend of guys saying, I'm not happy. I'm not going to Because they back. can make so much money everywhere else. Yeah, but I mean, they don't care. Detrimental and Goodell has done nothing. But what are you going to do? That's the thing. Is you the, have a contract. But you people, hold them. You can only, you, but they can stop playing. Okay. They can quit. Then you fire them from the league. Isn't it a I business? Mean, there's a, yes, you can do yeah, that. Yeah. And, and that should be more The often. league itself, people are going to start figuring out, in my opinion, people are going to start figuring out that the league is this weird socialist type of setup kind of thing. Oh, yeah. it was, because you don't get to go where you want to go. It's almost maybe communist. It's a weird thing. Anybody else can go in their profession to the highest bidder wherever they want to whatever uh, industry they're in. Somebody, it's the market. In the NFL, in the NBA, even Major League Baseball, you get picked and then the contract's set for you and pretty much, and there's limits to what you can make and you have to go there uh, but you volunteer to be part of the one of 32. You know what I mean? The only one who's... Or, right, but that's a weird... Think if there were like four tech companies. Right. And they say, okay, you're going to go to Microsoft. I wanted to go to Apple. But you can't. You have to go. But to they Microsoft. still can. I mean, the bad thing is it's, it's a how can, how it's can, a poor argument, but there's Canadian football. Uh, I know. Well, yeah, yeah. There, is you know the I mean? there are it. things, but it's just... But it's, this nothing's as good. This one's the best. But So you yes. have to play by their rules. Football. Football is different, though, Where'd than go? other sports, and that is... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I can't wait till this is all on video, because your your inability to stay in the screen might be... Where's your ear? The well, greatest. I don't feel like I need to be in the screen, because we're not actually... But we don't know that... Wait, I got to look at you. I can see your no, ears. No, but okay. when, we all, when this is on video, I want you there with just yeah. one of your lenses... 
<laughs> from your glasses in the corner and the rest of or your maybe, face. Uh, it's a it, hold on. It's a, it's about a single lens of two and a lot of forehead. Scott, that's all that's showing up on there. You can only see us on video. If Frank and I just left while you were talking, you'd be you'd be fairly distracted by that. If all of a sudden it's just like, well, Scott, I'm gonna... <laughs> you just wandered off. It's it. Please, we need to look at. We like you. Or at least I, I feel like if I had a Hanna-Barbera arm <laughs> just shown there, that would work out well. Or maybe a 1950s okay. reference. Yeah. Anyway, you'd back. be right in with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, do a Lone Ranger okay. joke. These guys. whole silver. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> believe that they are NBA players. Most yeah. of the guys that are having the problems. And in the NBA, you are a superstar. You're vitally important to your team. In the NFL... Belichick's proven that outside of the quarterback, we look at you as interchangeable parts. So Antonio Brown thinks he's more important. Le'Veon Bell thinks he's more important. Melvin Gordon thinks they're important. There are 22 players on an NFL team. It's a team sport. Basketball, one player makes or breaks a team. Three makes you the world champions. Yeah. In the NFL, these guys think they're NBA players. They're like, hey, I want to get treated like an NBA player. But the big difference is they're not as important, and they don't know that. They hate that. They would rather be basketball players. Like singers want to be comedians, and comedians want to be singers. NFL players want to be basketball players. But – and they think they can – Jalen Ramsey can go, oh, I'll just uh, – you know, I'll do all this and it'll all work out for me. It won't. Yeah. He'll – he can't, he does not have the same the, no the same kind of autonomy. Yeah, they have no point, leverage. Yeah, yeah. To your point, I believe Ezekiel Elliott is good for one point in Vegas. Like he's right. he's maybe right. one home field advantage is like three, right? At he's least two and a half. Yeah. yeah. So uh, at least two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, you're just will it down. Eventually, it'll be down to one. But yeah, and I just look at it like the, the like what you said, Frank. I understand you're saying like, okay, I'm going to be in the NFL and I'm going to choose where you go. That's an honor in itself to be into the best part, right? To be into it. I mean, so many guys, uh, you know, the, the non-drafted guys that end up somewhere are still just waiting for a phone call. They'll go sure. anywhere. But, so it's, but not, it's not like detrimental to them to go, oh, I didn't get to go to the place I wanted, and now I hate the whole league, so I'll throw a fit. I'm I not saying that it's right. Yeah. I'm just saying now if you have 12 million Instagram followers, yeah. 10 million Instagram followers, and you can make – Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of yeah. dollars by just putting a picture of some type of product on there That's and you true. don't have to get hit or you know have to go in for surgery every three weeks or something fixed or that have is- a bunch of ice on you. There, I don't think football, the game itself – and I've heard NFL players say they all you – know, some say we just want to be NBA players. There's a lot of truth to that too. Yes. But – I don't think the the sport of football, and let's just take let's take somebody that has taken, I believe, the higher road, Andrew Luck. He can do whatever else he wants. Yeah. He made his tens of millions of dollars. He was set already. But even besides that, let's say he's taking just his football money, and now he can do something else that he loves and not have to worry about more concussions or shoulder issues. I don't think people love. There are people that love the game of football. But at a certain point, something like that that hurts that much, if yeah. you love something else too, right? why not do that? 
but, and, and it's a that. means to an end because they can be movie yeah. wrestlers aren't wrestlers to be wrestlers anymore. No. They're wrestlers to be the rock. Right. They want everybody wants to be the next action star and wrestling. People get into wrestling not to be wrestlers now. They get in to be an action star right. eventually. Well, that's I think you're right. I think social media has a lot to do with it because not only before if Jalen Ramsey prior to social media was unhappy with the Jaguars, he wouldn't have had the ability and the platform to start shouting it out and have it so known uh, as he does today. So now he's got the, the leverage that he does not have. Uh, he does have a little foot in the door compared to guys 20 years ago. Um, but, I only think quarterbacks have that leverage. I agree. I, that's I, totally where I would agree. disagree. I don't think Jalen Ramsey, within two years, if he left the NFL, even six months, no one's going to pay him anything for anything. Right, but they only that, know him as a great uh, defensive back. Uh, Darrell Revis, he's not in the NFL right. anymore. He's the greatest defensive back of the last decade. He has no power to do anything. Right. Darrell Owens, who was the maybe uh, originator of a lot of these issues. Um, every once in a while, I see him on the sidelines. He, I don't think he's making any money on appearance fees right. or anything like that. He did get a reality show for a year afterwards. It bombed out, and he was done. Yeah. So I guess I don't feel like NFL players have anything. Andrew Luck does. Andrew Luck is a quarterback. People want to know. Colin Kaepernick, who wasn't even yeah. a particularly good quarterback, he's the person I think most people would like to interview first yeah. out there in America right now. I mean, he's like Prince or something. It's like, but, what's going on with this guy? And right, playing ping that's pong. It. In, the, in, the, in the world of entertainment, though, like you look at, you're right. These guys have the opportunity, whether they're good at it or not, is a different story because Spice Adams of the Bears was an unknown. He, people knew him, but now he's got this Instagram thing that he's doing and he's killing it. Right. And it's and they're funny. He's got these because he's got an engaging personality and an ability. I think all I think that's what Scott. I think that's kind of what I agree with you on completely. Is they all think they're that guy. They yeah. all think that Insta because they they're in their confirmation society uh, on their on their social media of everybody telling them how great they are. So like I must be sure. great. So well, I should be. Let's a star. take even another positive. Pat McAfee. Yeah. McAfee making millions yep. of dollars as a punter in the NFL. But I believe I'd heard this from some people. I didn't ask. Pat about it, but uh, you know he was dislocating his leg. I think when he was kicking, uh, there was some talk about. I, I kind of know that whole story. I, uh, you know, I've known Pat for a long time, and uh, but now we have the same a, voice. He's an unbelievable. <laughs> we do have this. We have the same voice. People think like if if there's a like a national interview in where I live, people are like, "Hey, I heard you on that." I'm like, "No, that was Pat McAfee." I'm going to start telling um, people he's but, third chair on this show, though, <laughs> the, yeah, that, we'll get some massive subscriptions because he's like oh, he's dude. just he he identifies and relates to a group of people that it's unbelievable. After I was on his show uh, this past summer, I went to it was in Cleveland. Getting a rental car. The guy at the rental car place knew him. Everywhere I went, people were like, heard John Pat McAfee. I haven't seen anything like that in a long time. And that's somebody, why go out there and do something? You have to work that hard. You know, somebody jumps off sides, the entire team's going to go run for two hours. (laughs) No, I'm going to do a podcast and enjoy myself and create something nobody's ever done before. Why not? Frank, but but Pat McAfee is 
a one of a kind. Yes, right. but he is a one of a kind. Yes, uh, right. But everybody believes they're the special right. person. That goes back to your point, John. That everybody believes they're because they're in the confirmation society. They yeah. believe they're something special. Not everybody is. Yeah, and but but when oh, you no, think no. it, you're going to keep trying to be that guy. I think Jalen Ramsey thinks he has the leverage because he can throw a big enough fit to where the Jags are forced to do something. It's not it's not quality leverage. It's a new form of leverage yeah. where it's like, I can keep kicking your door while you try to sleep and keep you awake until you have to do something. It's not that I have leverage or power. I'm just going to keep making noise until you're forced into doing something. It's a fight where somebody keeps punching and right. punching. They're not giving I quit. The, the, I'm, I'm not, not going to knock out. I'm not falling on the sword for this guy. I'm not going to for the detriment of everyone else. I'm not doing this to because yeah, the team good, doesn't right. want you around they don't anymore. Want and no. then when they when they don't buy in, right, you're done because it is as you said, Scott, a team sport, right? And we've lost it. Anybody else? So we got to hit a couple other things before we move on to the. Uh, incredibly well done picks of Scott Long from last week. Uh, 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 law of averages. I'm even Steven. Um, I am even Steven. Uh, so uh, the Packers, I'm looking at them, great defense, and Aaron Rodgers seems to be kind of doing the same thing, uh, but that might be enough. Uh, I don't know. I don't think there's anybody that great outside of New England, maybe Dallas, the Chiefs. Everybody else is there's good and then there's terrible. I think we're in a, we're in an era where the bad is really bad because they're all working on their Instagram. Yeah, that could be it. <laughs> hey, it's like Shaq when he was doing Remember when Shaq was doing uh Shaq Fu Kazam Kazam. Kazam, sorry. He right. was doing Kazam which was the cousin of Shazam. <laughs> <That's Kuzam. right. laughs> um What's up Kazam? Uh, so I guess I'm trying to see if there was anybody else. The Bills are three and zero, which is a weird thing. I think the Colts are a fun team yeah. to kind of keep your eye on right now. That's that's kind of got a, almost a weird feel good story for the, the fans. Colts and the the Colts and the Cowboys are really similar teams in that they have probably the two best offensive lines in the NFL, and they just maul you up front. Yeah. And um, you know I. I their their quarterbacks are good, but their offensive linemen make them look way better. Yeah, and uh, but they've you got need some... that. It's a team game. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, totally. I think yeah. that's the thing that gets lost. That's why people think, how is it that the Colts are doing this well? They lost Andrew Luck and everything, yeah. but it has to do with their offensive line is just the, and their set. defense. That defense and, is oh, underrated, man. It's Belichickian. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And I I, I, I actually was kind of they're my sexy AFC pick before Luck retired. To shock everybody, they were like nine and one to close the season last year. People didn't pay any attention to that, and they wandered into that playoff thing like there's a bunch of guys who who don't even know they're supposed to be there. That was a good quality team coming in this year, so they're kind of fun to watch. I actually like that. But the the three and O teams that are out there, you're kind of San Francisco's another one, kind of uh, on the same under the radar thing. If Garoppolo's the real deal, both of their lines are just massive. I watched them with the Steelers, and I'm like, the Steelers have a good offensive line that got pushed back. They've got a good defensive line. That got moved back. I mean, they were strong in the trenches. So that's a three and Again, you guys, we're looking at coaches. Yeah. You look we are at, looking at coaches. You Reich at Frank and Reich. Shanahan. Yeah. Shanahan. Uh, uh, Harbaugh. Yeah. Uh, Jim. John. Jim. Jim. John. 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 Not John. Jim. Jimmy John. Yeah, Definitely Jim. not Jim. Yeah, Jim's. If we were going go to go to Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Well, I'm from. I grew hey, up in Wisconsin. I know they wiped them out. And I've, yeah. I was always a huge Jim Harbaugh fan, even though I don't know which is Jim and which is John. But uh, the coaches, Belichick, uh, yeah. yeah, we're looking at. I'll tell you what, man, 
It's yeah. all coaching. You know, and I've always been a, a Raider hater, but this year is the first time I've ever felt like I feel so sorry for that team for everything they had to deal with. Yeah. And, they, and they, When Abrams like, went down, oh, too, that's uh, – yeah. yeah. I mean, they brought it on themselves, and it just seems like that black cloud – it's gonna. It's, yeah, it's not the black silver hole black anymore. Cl- it's the silver and black cloud, and it is moving to Vegas. I thought by the time they hit Vegas, they would be a contender, and then I mean this year is just kind of this. Kick I'll bet it. you you get the the Antonio Brown stuff is a mess, a disaster. That disaster. That, that created uh, a lot of issues yep. there that I think they'll. And, and then when you lose your safety, who's a rookie who seemed to be making some yeah. big plays, that's that's pretty difficult there. All right, so uh, Scott, uh, one and three. This last week, you had the Colts, yeah. I'm 500 though. for the year. I yeah, and you know this is one thing that's interesting for people that don't gamble. Um, if you don't think the lines makers are truly remarkable, amazing, they are. They take all the computer picks, and every one of my picks last week was within three points, one way or the other. And even games that would look like blowouts. Like, Wait a second. Like a what Chiefs- kind of stat is that, ESPN <laughs> yeah. Stats, Inc.? Yeah. Like, that, he's the first person to ever to throw for 250 yards while uh, running to the left <laughs> and understanding that the opposing team's safety was not playing. That's a stat? With a grandmother named Ethel. <laughs> M. <laughs> that's right. I forgot what FLR. That was droopy. That was droopy holes. Yeah, droopy holes. I like droopy holes. You make me so mad. <laughs> so your picks were terrible, and you're coming up with ways to try to fix that. Yeah. No, no. I'm just trying to speak to why people shouldn't gamble. Yeah. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to explain you shouldn't gamble. Maybe my favorite line yeah. of yours of all yeah. time. Yeah. The, no, the, I, no I, wait, I, the, the modesty that came out of your fake yeah. Pat McAfee head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely uh, an apology to the family. Does Pat know that you sound like him? Does Pat? You've known him. Oh, for yeah. Him. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I used to do sports radio on some of the shows with him, and actually the first time he ever was on stage doing stand-up, which he does, yeah, um, was part of a celebrity stand-up show that I was putting on for charity. Oh, okay. So, um, no, Pat's – and he's really a wonderful guy. Unbelievable. Just, most know, positive guy. Yeah. Uh, unbelievably positive. People don't know that. That's Scott- why he left Barstool, I think, was because he's too positive for the message that they're pumping out. There was a couple other things too, but he made the right choice. He went to Barstool and he was like, well, those are my fans, but I'm not that same kind of place. Like, like Holmberg is perfect for Barstool, you know, just oh, filled geez. with hey. evil, negativity, <laughs> funny, opinionated. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm more place for that too. You remind um, me of my mother. She says exactly the same thing. <laughs> but, but, Pat is like, yeah, he is Mr. Like, he's positive energy. Yeah, you, work, you walk out of there, you feel like you're at a motivational talk, and it's yeah. all real. Yeah. Yeah, he's not He's not full of – so. All right, slightly okay. too long picks. Get to him. The Vikings in – that was my drippy. <laughs> uh, I that like, was uh, fantastic. Was your charity event uh, with all those, uh, you know, the celebrity stand-up stuff like that you were doing, was that for uh, gambling losses? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did have a phony charity that I put up as a front. <laughs> well, you yes. have to do that. That's the right thing to do. After I went to the pawn shop to sell my television, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to have to have a comedy thing. Okay, so the Vikings, um, 
are playing the Bears. Am I not in the screen? What's going on? No, just on one here? eye, right. and I'm loving it. So yeah. just don't pay attention that's to us. Yeah. Let's we're just right. mo- mocking you. T- you, you turned into a minion for a second. <laughs> Who are? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vikings plus two against the Bears. Love that game. Uh, I love the Vikings. I think the Vikings are the one team that they've got one loss. They lost at Green Bay, a game that they dominated for about three and a half quarters. So I think the Vikings are the one team in the NFC that is right there with the Cowboys. Okay. Dolphins. Yes, I'm going to take the Dolphins plus 16. They're getting 16. They're getting 16. They ran with the Cowboys for two and a half quarters. Well, they stayed in. My, they stayed in that range of twenty-two points that they were, you know, favored to, or they were underdogs. That, that was a pretty good run right there. I, I was getting a little surprised, and then the Cowboys ran away with it. I just, I just think there's a time where you know things are getting a little uh, over their skis. Some of the teams that are getting this many points. Yeah. I like the Seahawks minus three and a half, and uh, there are two games where the offenses are so inept that the. Uh-oh. Over-under is 38. Oh, 38 for an NFL game. Broncos-Jaguars, right? You would Oof. go, well, that's got to go under, right? No, I say go over 38 points. They can score 38 points. Their, their defenses aren't that good. Fu Minshew will take care of that, right? Don't you love that guy, Gardner Minshew? Oh, yeah. I was actually going to bring him I up do. Really. Yeah, I think he's I, I like it. Yeah, he's so yeah. likable. Yeah, and – I also like the Vikings and Bears is over 38 because uh, uh, the Bears' offense is so inept. But I, I think there's going to be a lot of points in that game. I like the over 38. That's my favorite bet of the week, the Vikings-Bears over 38 because Cousins is going to throw two interceptions for touchdowns to the Bears. They'll get 14 now. <laughs> and then it'll kind of all measure out. I wouldn't be surprised if that thing's almost covered by halftime. And uh, you can take my picks to the bank, you know that, or <laughs> to the pawn shop. <laughs> what was the other – you had another little segment you wanted to do this week. Oh, boy. Since you're taking over. So no, I don't feel got, like I want to do you that. Don't want to do that. What is it? What's it, it called? No. It's like something about Daryl Hammond. Yeah, I was going to say Daryl Hammond's picks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's uh, – If you wanted to. Yeah. Your story is becoming so legendary. Now yeah. I'm afraid of even sharing mine. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, It'll be fine. So, yeah. Okay. We'll eventually. We get should to do it. it when Daryl's here. Yeah. And see how. And we'll just like Will tape, go back ta- on we'll tape him to a chair. I don't know if he'll remember. Yeah, he probably won't. That's the crazy part. We'll have Lovitz come. You should yeah. do it. Do it. Now. You should do that show. They're very good. I did. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was, it's, I can't wait for that day when we tell that story. Yeah. Every time I hear you guys do Lovitz, and it sounds exactly right, it's, it's Oliver Thank Hardy, you. isn't it? Uh, there's Hardy. a whole lot of that. Holy cow. He yeah. out-referenced I never my thought Mason. of it. <laughs> he went yeah, deeper. well, but I mean, yeah. they're legends. But oh, yeah. it does sound like, well, there you go. You know, that's a little, little dead. Genghis Khan. Yes. <laughs> it's a combination between that and Ving Rhaim. <laughs> I was looking for older references. <laughs> I was so modern with mine. Compared to mine, we have the meats. It jealous. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think we've done enough for today. I think we've done enough for a month. (laughs) All right, think no. I think. Did anybody have anything else? I think I I brought. I I brought nothing. I felt like it really started to slow down. I thought that was enough. I really liked where we're at. I'm like, let's just. Get out of here while it's still cooking. I feel like the Collinsworth impression is worth listening to. Just Well, if you time. want me to close out the night, I will. But 
It's Al, killing Frank. Al, Frank's Al, never, hey, look, it's oh. fantastic. Frank Caliendo. So I mean, <laughs> Here, this is why because it wasn't. It was fine last week. Yeah, or two weeks ago, whenever you did it. But it's it's better. Like three steps up right now. I'm still working. I know. I know I'm not happy. I know how it works, right. but it's yeah. But it's so much better. That's what I. That's where I want to get with my Nick Saban is to where where I just keep doing it and you guys want more instead of yeah. trying to change the subject. Right. <laughs> no, it's good, Frank, but Colin's worth yeah. I know. I it's never so, there's, realized there's energy. how funny that impress I mean yeah. just how he talks. Well I just is always so heard the, funny. I heard the growl and I'm like, wow, he really gets growly but then now last week because you guys liked it, I didn't think it was worth anything because I don't oh, fantastic. But uh, uh last week I started to watch for a little idiosyncrasies and that whole quitting on a sentence thing is where I'm I'm leaning on that. I mean, that, okay. that, that that right there. I mean, you can't <laughs> come Khalil Mack. <laughs> Can I That's ask a, a fan truncated sentence? Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's and then just like sentence. it's a yeah. word by itself. And then the, just the the um, exasperation, and then the guy's name. Uh, you look, look at that. I mean, everybody. When I was listening to it, hold on, Scott, one second. When I was listening to it, the growl was the same thing I was getting, but I couldn't control the growl. I was yeah. trying to get the growl, and you have control over the growl. And once you have control over the growl, it's <laughs> you over. It you got it. <laughs> That's control my favorite growl. new sports impression since you started doing Bill Walton like eight or nine years ago. The first time I heard you do that, I'm like, okay, that's so obscure, but it's yeah. not obscure, and it's its own entity that doesn't sound like anybody else. And now almost. it's time for the Waltons, Bill. <laughs> I don't even know if I can do Bill. Of course, I, I'm you so can. stuck in this right now. I don't know if I can do Bill. Then don't. I just won't. be Chris Collinsworth <laughs> and Bill Walton. As I sit here enjoying this time, as the Earth orbits the Sun, and we know where we're going, Chris, without an H in your name, tell me. Well, I mean, I just there's just Bill Walton. I mean. Come on. <laughs> I could fill your pauses. It's with the the Boston cream of sentence I mean, goo. Did I just see that? I mean, it's Bill Walton. <laughs> I like. Okay, it. let me ask one question. <laughs> all right. I got to ask this. Okay, you guys are both. You have all these different impressions that you do. What's the one impression that you guys uh, uh, that hardly anybody ever hears from you or didn't really take off that you think is like fun and you love doing? Tip. Uh, for me, John Madden. Nobody ever. Nobody's ever it. heard you do that. <laughs> it is so good, and I, and I never knew why you didn't run no, it. My Max Wright uh, from Alf. Yeah. Oh. Lynn, <laughs> Brian, please. <laughs> hey, oh. Willie. Where's Miss Bachmanic's cat? The Bachmanics haven't seen Alf. Please. <laughs> yeah. Why? Mine was always Alan Alda. That's a good one. And my Alan Alda uh, story is ridiculous because I sat at a movie alone in Glendale, California, and a guy sat next to me, and it was Alan Alda. And I looked at him, and I'm like, is this happening? Is he at the movies alone too? And it was for a movie called Sucker Punch, which was like an early 20s girl Nazi movie. And I was bored, and somebody told me it was good. It wasn't. And I sat there, and I looked at him, and I'm like, that's him. And he goes... Uh, and I always do the impression of like, I'll be out in the showers looking at Margaret if you want, Frank. I'll be, I'll be over in the showers watching Margaret play with the water. And then Hawkeye and I will be – so I look at him and he goes, yeah, it's me. And I'm like, what? And then it turns out there's some guy that runs around California pretending to be – he looks so much I've like I've seen him. the fake Alan Alda yeah. guy before. And he screws oh. with people, no camera, no mic. He shows up and just looks at you. 
and I was I was alone in this. I, it happened to me, and I didn't. And I looked online. I'm like, that can't be. He's like a member of the National Organization of Women. And literally, he was. Like he's and this movie was not a feminist anything. And I'm and then the whole day I'm just like I was I, I saw Sucker Punch today. It was the most amazing movie I've ever seen. I'll be in the showers with Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> but Alan Alda doesn't matter to anybody. No, but and that's the thing is that's why he's not on social media. The fake yeah. one because nobody yeah. on social media knows who Alda. Yeah, exactly. Alan Alda is. But I sat and I just kept looking. Yeah, it's me. And I'm like, oh my god, it's him. Well, with Bill Hader, my favorite impression he ever did, and it was on Saturday Night Live was Vincent Price that oh. nobody knew. But it was so funny, that was a and I think sketch. even people that didn't even know who Vincent Price was were laughing their ass off. Well, just like you could just I think make them, yeah, heard, yeah, but, you make them characters, and then people don't know because they're such Fernando Lamas. When Billy Crystal yeah. was doing yeah. "You Look Marvelous," right. I don't think anybody knew who he was doing. I mean, when some, Baldwin but, does uh, uh, Charles Nelson Riley, oh, phenomenal, yeah. You know, but, it's yeah. like they don't know people. They, no one in that audience knows who Charles Nelson Riley is, but yeah. who could not laugh? At Charles Nelson Riley. If Frank, if you do Ted Knight, people don't oh. maybe even know unless they've seen Caddyshack, younger people. Right. But it's amazing. Yeah. What are you going to do? Okay. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Al? Just get out of it. That, just, I, think, come I was done about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Ted Knight. And I mean, let's just go. Uh-huh. Let's get uh-huh. move, move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We did okay. I'll throw in one last thing. When, on Frank TV, short-lived genius that it was. We did Mary Tyler Moore, like 2015 or whatever, 2010 or whatever it was at the time, and it was uh, Ted Knight reading the news, like current news, like President Trump. If it were today, like right. President Trump. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, looks like Nancy Pelosi is going to call for impeachment. Hmm. Is this? Oh, oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. <laughs> All right. Subscribe. If you haven't yet, tell people to. Rate us. I think there's five stars. Give us six. Yeah. Enjoy us. Add it. Tell other people. <laughs> Man, this is like a eulogy now. What happened to this? Just end it. I got tired. Okay. Well, that's enough. Ran out of energy. That'll happen. Uh, we'll get a Patreon and put the better stuff on there. There you go. All right. <laughs> Next week, see you guys. Thank you very much. Anything else, Scott? Any other uh, ways for people to lose money? Yeah, scottcomedy.com. Send me all your hate mail. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. See you next week. Bye.